Give us ears to hear, eyes to see. Show us some wow things today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, good morning, guys. Thank you, Al. I'm so glad you guys are a part of our church. You have to move your stand out of the way, though. I'm not going to have this. I'm going to take a stand. Oh, that was off. Um, I love the, uh, the vulnerability of when Al leads us in music. It's, um, it reminds us how we're supposed to approach God. Okay, my name is Joe Davis. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here. Is, it, is are my slides on? Are they ready? There we go. Today is uh, week four of our series on loving God's word that I've subtitled Open Heart Surgery. And this comes from um, the Hebrew letter Daleth. That's what this stanza is named after. There's a little, the, the Daleth little letter. And the title is, What Do You Cling To? What Do You Cling To? So last week, some of you might remember, one of the things I said was that when it comes to loving God's word and, and weaning off the world, that it's not that we're looking for perfection. We're looking for unmistakable direction. Because the psalmist knew from his own life that there would be times where he would take two steps back, sort of relapse into his love affair with the world, if you will. And what this week's stanza does, it expands on the idea from last week about the conflict that exists, right, between loving God's word and the love of the world. It teaches us that clinging to this world is like clinging to dirt. And it teaches us the miracle of how we can thrive even when life is hard, almost when life is too hard to imagine. So the first part we're going to look at is face down in the dirt. Start with my journal entry from when I was reading this. And this was like um, maybe 12 years before the hardest, maybe 13 years before the hardest thing I, ever, I would ever go through. While things are going well right now, I hope to file this lesson away. I'm sure at some point in my life, I will be eating dirt. I don't know what, when, or how, but I know it will happen. And when it does, I want to be prepared. That was my journal. I had no idea how valuable this lesson would be a little over a decade later. Let's look at the passage for today. Psalm 119, 25 to 28. It's the first few verses of this passage. My soul clings. This is a study that will show in two areas. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wild things, on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. And like I said, when I made this journal entry, I had no idea what would be the most difficult patch of my life would come. And I thought I knew what bad things were. But they were just a warm-up. This lesson about what the word of God does for me when I am burned down to the ground, melted, saved me from a life of bitterness, questioning, prolonged depression, and years of wandering in a drunken stupor with personal grief as my excuse. Let's look at the word study so far. Afar. This word means, you know, my soul clings to the dust. We'll define cling later, but for now we're going to go to dust. It means dry earth dust, specifically the material of the human body to which it returns. So what the psalmist is saying is, 
my soul clings to the very ashes that I come from and that I will return to. The next word is dalif, to drop through or to melt or to pour out. He says, my soul melts away because of my sorrow. And he says, this is the picture. Now, I want to make sure you understand the picture that the psalmist who loves God, who loves God's word, who has made God's word a priority in his life. Here's what he's saying. I feel like I'm eating dirt. Dirt that's from a human body that is decomposed. And my soul is melting with sorrow. Does that sound like prosperity to you? It sounds like somebody who's really struggling with real life. He explains what he feels when the world starts to win again. His heart is heavy with pressure and with stress. He is in an emotional state of limpness. He is feeling burned down. It's a vivid picture of his life being literally burned to the ground in ashes. He has allowed the world around him to melt his life to the ground. And he needs desperately, he says, to be picked up out of the dirt and raised up again. He says in verse 25, I feel burned to the ground. I'm eating dirt. I need life from your word. In verse 26, I confess to you my errors and you teach me again. Then verse 27, give me understanding once again. Show me wow things so that I can stop clinging to the dirt around me. This is the psalmist admitting that he holds on too tightly to the things of the world. I'm clinging to dirt. And he's admitting when I cling to the dirt, it crushes me. It's a continuation of our theme from last week, if you can see that. So that's the first part of the passage. I wanted you to see, I wanted to paint a picture for you of a man who loves God, who loves God's word, who loves God's people, never misses an opportunity to worship God, who feels his life has been burned to the ground. It's very different from the message we get from a lot of preachers today, isn't it? Just trust Jesus and everything will be fine. Do what's right. And you're going to make money. You're going to be happy. Your relationships will thrive. Wrong. Sometimes our lives are burned to the ground, even when we love God's word. So part two, restored to green pastures. Here's my journal entry. To avoid feeling melted, I desperately need God's word. I must keep truth flowing fresh and free in my life. Say that three times fast. It strengthens me. Keeps my soul free from loving the dust. When my soul is in the dirt, the only rescue is to let go of it and cling to the wow things in the word of God. You remember we talked about wow things last week, right? Look at the passage, 29 to 32. Put false ways far from me. Graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. I cling, there's that word cling again, to your testimonies. Do you see the transition? I'm going to let go of the dirt and cling to your testimonies, your word. Oh, Lord, let me not be put to shame. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. Debak, to cling 
to cleave to with the idea of physical proximity, bone to skin, in contrast with clinging to the dust. So what he's saying is, when, I, when my soul is melted, when my life has been burned to the ground by the world around me, whether my love for it or its hatred of me, whatever, I'm, I am clinging to it like, like dirt, like, like skin to the bone. What I need to do is cling like skin to the bone to your word. That's what that word means. Then the next word, rahab, to grow wide. This is a beautiful picture. Don't miss this. To thrive a broad, roomy pasture. This ties when he says, I'm going to run in the way. The picture he says is, I'm going to go from clinging to dirt to running in a pasture as you make my heart large, as you widen my heart, as you make large my soul. What he says is, I will go from clinging to dirt that is decomposition of human remains. I'm going to I cling to that. I want to get up from that, out of that, and run in green pastures that are wide and roomy. It's a beautiful picture and the contrast between clinging to the dirt, don't you see? Because when we are able to cling to God's truths, and why? Because we have a prior relationship to it. We are able to, even in the midst of a life that is melted to the ground, come up with ways to run in green pastures. So let me make sure you understand a few things. Time in God's word, as we continue this idea of spiritual discipline and learning how to love God's word, I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to be totally upfront with you here. Time in God's word is not a promise of no more hard times or struggles. Loving God's word isn't some sort of prosperity message or prosperity gospel of easy living once you just trust Jesus and love his word. Those are lies. And they end up with people in bitter disappointment. They get shoved into praise and worship situations. They get shoved into acting like they love God's word. And, and what it can look a lot like a relationship. I mean, it really can look kind of real. Well, look, the hands are raised. They're smiling. They're even crying. And, and it's really good. And, and what, well, there must be some sort of connection to God. Therefore, that job, they're going to get it. That relationship is going to work. Somehow the bills will get paid. And nobody I love will ever die. As long as things are going your way, if your relationship is like that, you adore God and his word. It's great. The problem is you are trying to still cling to the dust. You are clinging to circumstances and not truth. Because you're looking for something tangible to cling to. It's the temporary stuff that we talked about last week. You know what it is? It's a, and I, I, I got this from my friend Chuck. I was talking about this sermon this week. And, and so Chuck wrote three-fourths of this. So if it sucks, it's his fault. So that's... His, no. It's a sugar... Here's the way he put it. It's a sugar-coated candy version of Christ as a fixer of our mess of a world that we have created for ourselves. That was pretty good right there, Chuck. Yeah, he says, did I say that? No, I cleaned it up. <laughs> But that's what it is. It's clinging to things that turn to dust in the name of Jesus. Experiences, possessions, and relationships. Church, those things aren't his word. 
And when things go wrong, here's what happens. Because we think we're clinging to the word, but what we're really doing is clinging to experience. When things go wrong, we blame God and we feel betrayed. We were clinging to the dirt in the first place. Our hope was in a circumstance or some sort of outcome. And we thought, if I just do these things, then the outcome I desire will take place. That's not clinging to the word. That's clinging to dirt. But what happens is here is that God's word helps you keep the best of things in life and the worst of things in life in proper perspective. And you are able to avoid clinging to dirt, dust, and temporary things that will always disappoint you. And you are able to instead cling to eternal things, truth. We talked about eternal things last week. And this, guys, I want, to, I want you to understand something. These are the places that we find abundant life. Life running wide in an open green pasture made up of huge hearts for God. Because at the darkest of times, even when we're feeling the worst and struggling the most, we can tell people that we're thriving. The darkest of times for me that many of you know the story when we lost our daughter in a car accident. And then three months later, fired from the same church that we were in. You talk about eating dust. We're grieving and unemployed. If the gospel were about prosperity, then none of that would have happened. Or would have happened, I would have had plenty of money and the job wouldn't have mattered to me and my daughter would still be alive. You think your life is rough? And it may be, I'm not minimizing it, but I'm trying to explain to you, I have been in the dust. While we were grieving, while we were hurting, and while we were in sorrow, I'm telling you, those things were very real and very much in our lives at the time. Okay? I can tell you, while we were having all that, we were still thriving and running in pastures. Does that sound ridiculous? Let me explain. There's a reason. Because we were clinging to God's word to wow things in scripture. Our circumstances were horrific. And the following verse that I'm going to read to you explains the miracle that happened in our lives as we went through losing a child and getting fired three months later. Being asked to leave the church that was loving us at the time. I mean, talk about being let down by the world, right? Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding. Let me read that part again. And the peace which surpasses rational thought. The peace that surpasses logical conclusions will guard your enlarged hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God keeps you in the pasture. Guys, what I'm sharing with you is not theory because I, as your pastor, have actually experienced it. I remember, this is wild. This was like I was studying the verses 12 years earlier. I went through the pain and immediately my mind went back. My soul clings to the dust. I remember that. I looked at my journal. I saw it and I read it. And remember the first thing I wrote? Things are going great right now, but at some point things won't. 
I said, wow. And I realized for me and my wife and my son to get through this, we have to let go of the dust and cling to wow things, eternal things. Even in the midst of suffering and hardship, we were running free in large open fields. God's word gave us a comfort and a peace that sorrow and grief had no control over. We were thriving while we were hurting. Psalm 100, verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. That's what the word pasture means. It means abundant living. And this is an encouraging verse. When things are bad, know what the wow things really are. Don't cling to temporary things. Cling to eternal things. John 9, 10, 9 and 10, or John 10, verses 9 and 10. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Where? In the pasture. See, guys, that's what the world is. It's a thief. A thief that seeks to kill you and destroy your soul, to melt it to the ground with sorrow. And not just with sorrow and grief, but with the deception of temporary comfort and satisfaction. It's so tempting that without God's truth permeating your life beforehand, we will grab hold of it every time. Won't we? We will run and cling to dirt every time just because it promises to be fun for a little bit. Or it promises it's going to be good. But pasture, abundant life, that's different. Here's how I've defined it. I came up with a definition this week I thought that could really help. The connection with truth, God's word that sustains our spiritual life no matter what our earthly circumstances. That's what pasture is. The connection with truth, God's word, that sustains our spiritual life no matter what our earthly circumstances. Living proof. See, our natural tendency is to look for pasture in things that we can touch, things that we can feel, things that we can experience, things that we can control, whether it be circumstances or people, right? Isn't that what we really want to cling to? Even if we find rest for a time in these things, clinging to them is clinging to dirt, since all of these things return to dust eventually, as we saw in our word study of the first part of today's passage. That is why our souls feel as though they are often clinging to the dust. Because they are. And there is no way that your soul cannot be clinging to the dust without God's word permeating it, flowing fresh and free. The cooling mechanism of God's word in your life, kind of like a radiator of spiritual truth. As you drive down life's highway of pain and sorrow and disappointment, 
There's the word of God that filters these things and it gives you a relationship that sustains your spiritual life no matter how hot it is outside. That is why our souls feel as though they are clinging to dust many times. I'm telling you, let go of the dirt, cling to God's truth, and find pasture. Now, before I go to the last thing I want to share with you today, I want to tell you where we're going next week. Next week is the sermon I've been wanting to preach for three weeks. Mainly because it was already written, but... Because I'm so excited about what we're going to have next week. What the psalmist has done since the beginning is he starts with, how can a young man cleanse his way from the world? And he goes through these first four stanzas of this song and he explains, I need to be cleansed because I love the world too much. I'm wandering like I'm in a drunken stupor. I need to be weaned off the world. I need to fall in love with God's word. I need to stop clinging to dust and I start clinging to wild things. God, open my eyes to wild things. And what he's saying through the first four stanzas is, help me fall out of love with the world and in love with your word. And that's what this stanza kind of capsulates. And then next week it goes to a new concept, a new theme in the next four stanzas where he says, here is how I'm going to do it. And he outlines daily checklists for himself. Some of you will love them. Some of you will hate me for it. But we're going to do it anyway. I'm, it changed my life. But for now, I cling to your testimonies. I'm not clinging to dirt anymore. Oh, Lord, let me not be put to shame. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. I will live in pastures. That word actually means a wide open pasture. Isn't it wild? That's what we need in our relationship with Heavenly Dad. Not an expectation of circumstances or events or things working out, but simply an understanding of God's word that says, no matter what life brings me. Sorry, I went backwards. No matter what God, no matter what life brings me, God will put me into pastures of abundant life. Dad, thank you. This is not theoretical. God, I'm thankful that we went through living in the dirt so that we could verify for these people your testimonies that we could be living proof of the power of your word. Thank you, God, that we suffered and thrived so that we could tell other people. I remember the first week we talked about my lips will shoot forth praise as we thought about worship that is based upon specific things. God, the specific thing in our life was going through the dust while clinging to your word. I pray that our church would be inspired to do the same. Let go of the dirt and cling to truth. We ask this in Jesus' name.